1: Who had August the 29th? That's right. August 29th, 2022. Triple H has had a few weeks in charge, and now we hate him. So boo, Triple H. We hate you, Paul Levesque. We're going to get our pitchforks, and onwards we march. <laughs> that is what the internet is doing seriously you can't make one decision that like a small group of people disagree with without everybody just losing their minds it's like the dark night up in here hello got myself out of breath by doing that what's wrong with me my name is simon miller welcome to what culture wrestling and if you don't know when i was born i was given this the finger of power with the finger of power i give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down when it comes to professional wrestling shows So, if I was in like the Avengers, I would be the worst Avenger, but at least I'd be part of the team. Let's up those doubts. AJ Styles headed to the ring to start Raw, so he must have been pumped up about some wrestling. And the best part about this is when he was walking out, the commentators started talking about the Judgment Day, because of course AJ is feuding with them, and basically went, oh man, that Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley's amazing, Rhea Ripley will see you in a dark alley and rip your head off. And I was like, yes, let's keep doing it and let's turn her into a super duper star. I will also note that Jimmy Smith referred to us as the WWE Universe, so that's not going anywhere. And yeah. This soon meant it was AJ Styles teamed with Dolph Ziggler to take on Finn Balor vs. Damian Priest. And when you think about it, that makes perfect sense. I think Styles here dive in around about three seconds because of course 2022 wrestling. And even though he was in control, when we came back from the commercial break, all of a sudden Finn Balor was whipping his ass. So I thought about it and I decided I know what happens. During that ad, I bet Finn was like, AJ, I've got a brand new glove for you. And he was so excited about it got punched right in the face. Finn Balor was even going for the Stars Clash at one point, but Ziggler was able to reverse that into the Famouser, which was really cool. And the honest part is that AJ was gonna hit Damian Priest. Damian got out of the way, so it meant that AJ almost fell into Finn Balor, but he stopped. (laughs) the last minute. I was going, stars. you ain't teaming with Finn Balor, you hate him too, why don't you just murk him? Ziggles wasn't worried about that at all because he went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but it didn't work. And the ending was kind of funny because AJ Styles was kind of, but not really, inadvertently distracting the referee. So Damian Priest walked in and went, Bruh! he hit the south of heaven. Pin he Dolphy boy for the one one, two, three. So these guys are finally on a little bit of a roll and yes, they came out to Ulta Bridges music this week, which meant I was totally wrong what I said last week. So I'm an idiot. Somebody fired me out of a cannon. And how the hell did Edge time this so well? Because as soon as this match was done, the rated R superstar pulled up in the parking lot. So I was like, man, I need to get me some of that sat nav. It's incredible. The judgment day were well aware of this too. So Rhea got on the microphone. and was like, oh man, Edge, why don't you come out here and I will take away the last of your manhood. I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it. And that only means one thing. It's probably gonna rip his... No, let's not even talk about it finn Balor was absolutely brilliant here too because he was so pissed off that edge and ray mysterio had a documentary and he hasn't and that is such a ridiculous thing to get wound up about and of course damian priest took a shot at beth phoenix that was an easy shot to take this was the moment edge did come out to an absolutely massive evasion he was all like oh man it's 2022 so me and beth phoenix both wear the pants in our relationships which was a good line Then he made some stupid joke about my chemical romance. I was a bit like, oh, he also made a joke and was all like, Damien, you're going to be single for the rest of your life. And I wanted to go, Edge, maybe he enjoys being by himself. Everybody is different. But he also wanted to mention that he's not an idiot. He's not a fool. And this time he's come with friends and then poof, from behind the judgment day, there was Ray and Dominic Mysterio, and they whooped their ass with some kendo sticks. The best part, however, is this broke down to Dommy and Rhea Ripley, and using her powers, Ripley was all like, oh, give me the stick, Dominic, give me the stick. So somewhere, whoever created those G.I. Joe memes was having a great time. Before anything could happen, everybody got in their ring to protect their respective partners. But seriously, the teasing we are doing here between Rhea Ripley and Dominic. And all of this has come together so well. Plus, there's even more shenanigans later on that we shall talk about. But for, I don't know, what, six months, we have been saying, oh, man, Judgment Day going to click soon. Judgment Day going to click soon. Well, watch this. They've done it. That was annoying. Up. Miz and were then here. I was like, wait a minute, Miz, you were meant to be kidnapped, so I gave Samoa Joe a call. Miz didn't want to talk about any of this, though, and what I really liked is that Kevin Patrick was all like, Hi, Miz, did you see that old Dex was on NXT this week? And that's what we should be doing. Take a brand, take a brand, smash it together, and make sure that story thread is here, there, and everywhere. Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah also cut a promo, because of course, later on, we are getting the finals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament. And they all hugged and they're like, man, we're going to be victorious. At the time, I was like, you dirty liars. Shows what I know. And then we had a squash match. I didn't see this coming because it was Kayla Sparks, Danny Moe and Kaylee Arc taking on Alexa Bliss, Oscar and Bianca Belair. And this was basically WWE going, oh, man, they're a really good trio team. You should love this trio team, especially because when we get to the paper, premium live event at the weekend this amazing wonderful oh my gosh don't you just want to hug them team is going to be taken on bailey's crew otherwise though the finish was basically blair hitting a kod as oscar locked on the oscar lock as they did get the win and they all got on the microphone they were like oh my gosh we're so great we're gonna win at class of the castle <laughs> they definitely didn't do that song they'd probably be fired from the company. But look, this was fine. It did what it had to do. Up. But then back to The Miz, which was a little bit worrying, especially because this time Adam Pierce was going, listen, Miz, the reason that Dexter Loomis was allowed out of prison, out of jail, is because you wouldn't press charges and the police didn't have a lot to go on. Once again, I was like, Adam, Adam, come here. What about the video footage of him kidnapping The Miz? Apparently that counts for absolutely nothing. So you could go and shoot someone one. And if the other guy goes, oh, don't worry about it. I don't care. You can go skip it off scot-free. It is all good, though, because Kurt Angle was out after this. And Even after all these years. I love this man. He did the usual way. I'm in Pittsburgh and got a great cheer. And he promoted Clash at the Castle. But almost instantly, he got interrupted by the damn Alpha Academy. Dan Gable said that Angle was a huge inspiration for him, so much so that he wanted to incorporate him into the group, especially because they were in Pittsburgh and everybody in Pittsburgh Absolutely sacks. Of course, the crowd booed. So Chad went full on stupid heel here. He was all like, look, there is an Olympic hero in the ring as well as Kurt Angle. Maybe you shouldn't be so mean. And even Kurt laughed at that one. It was good. Of course, they eventually offered a jacket to Angle, but he threw it on the floor like, I don't want none of that. And then they got into this back and forth. It was like, it's true, shush. It's true, shush. And if you're wondering, yes, that was equal parts brilliant and equal parts terrible. That's my favorite area of wrestling. Otis oh, was about to deck Angle at one point, which is when the Street Profits came out to make the save. And incredibly, we made a match here with the stipulation that if the Alpha Academy did win, Angle would have to join their group. So Kurt was just like a child here being dragged around. You got to do what we tell you to. However, this match was excellent, especially when Chad Gable was just throwing people around with suplexes to the point, eventually, Angelo Dawkins had to go in there and throw some bones. Even then, though, Chan was just reversing everything and suplexing falls and somehow always ending in some kind of pinning combination. So at one point, we really have to push this man because in terms of like wrestling talent, he's got to be right up there. Oh, this was then being the big man slapping some meat and eventually the other big man, Angelo Dawkins, clashed into him with a double clothesline. But this just allowed Gable to be back in there. He pulled down his singlet strap down and he had him in the ankle lock as he just looked at Kurt Angle, which I'm not going to lie, was a little bit creepy. Ford was able to turn that around and apply his own submission move, but then on the outside, Otis was all like, I'm going to take you out, Kurt Angle, when Torquets appeared from nowhere and he hit him so damn hard, he pounced Otis over Alan the announce table. And that was pretty damn good. It also opened the door because Gaber was now totally exposed. They did this cool thing when they pushed him into Montez Ford, who gave him a suplex. He followed it up with a big frog splash. He got the one, two, three. And afterwards, Kurt Angle, Ford and Dawkins were about to celebrate with the solo cups. Kurt drank it and was like, I don't want to eat whatever that is. So we got some milk. They drank the white stuff, which sounds terrible out of context. Everybody cheered and just Kurt Angle once again. I don't know how old he is now, he must be 55 or whatever it is, but he just goes out there and he has so much fun. All of this rocked up. We really are being very smart with this Riddle Rollins feud as well, because we were then shown some fan footage before Raw had even started, as these two got into a fight. Now, I will admit the voiceover of this, of a fan going, oh my gosh, no, I can't believe it, was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But in terms of adding new little bits into Raw, This was good. It also explained why when they were going to do their face off, Riddle had to be in one room and Rollins had to be in another. They did that thing where they draw a line down the screen. And you got Seth over here going, how dare you, Riddle? And you got Riddle over here going, how dare you, Seth? But what you really want to know is that multiple times throughout this, he wasn't just Riddle and he was Matt Riddle. And my legs started to go weak because I was like, oh, my gosh, his first name has come back. Where did it go? This is when Corey Graves started asking questions, but they did basically just shout over each other with Riddle being all like, oh man, you're just worried I'm gonna embarrass you like Roman Reigns and Cody Rose embarrassed you. Whereas Seth was like, oh, you're talking about the American nightmare. Well, I'm gonna put you on the shelf too. Riddle's reply was a bit odd because he was all like, well, in your marriage, there's only one man and it's Becky. Actually, when you break that down, even though that is her nickname, doesn't make any sense i don't think it was the zinger he thought it was however it did set up what was going to happen next because after the two thought the feed had been cut we cut back to them, and Rollins was all like, Riddle, are you still there? Riddle Riddle's like, yeah, Rollins, I'm still here. What do you want to talk about? And he said, ha ha ha, you want to mention families? Well, why don't we talk about the fact that your wife and kids left you and never want to see you again because you're a bitch ass. Now, because we were acting like this wasn't being broadcast live, we took the noise down just a little bit and it made it 10 times more effective. I was like, holy crap, man, how do we get here? It drove it all crazy. So he actually said, I'm going to fluck you up, but he did not say "fluck," and they beat the word because once again, he didn't think he was on TV. So this gets a massive round of applause. And actually the aftermath was better than the actual segment although you need the segment so the aftermath would work. But the point is this, Triple H has taken what was just a random feud and turned it into a bloody grudge match. And I can't wait for this now. And as ever, I don't know who is gonna win. Up. However, when this was done, Corey Graves started to go, oh, I can't believe it. When we get to Quest of the castle, doesn't talk like that. We are going to see Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle for the first times ever in a singles match. And I was like, Graves, that is not accurate. They definitely fought in February of this year and they probably fought together or against each other at another time. Stop winding me up.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
2: slash wrestling
1: it was then time for a non-us title match i'm going to tell you straight up i didn't like that mostly because it meant it was a championship contender opportunity doodah hillbilly up and down left right what jimma call it i mean it just doesn't make any sense why can't bobby lashley come out there and continue the open challenge he's been doing especially because it was against the miz and you just knew the a-lister was never going to win he didn't. I mean, sure, he did have Champer at ringside who was just going distraction, distraction, and using all his MP. But this came down to a Dexter Loomis interaction which also actually didn't make any sense. Because after Champa had allowed his boss to get in charge, all of a sudden, The Miz was just staring into the crowd like he'd seen Medusa. Now, he had spied Dexter, who was in the audience, but Champa didn't believe he was there. And throughout the evening, everybody was like, well, well, Miz, what did you see? What did you see? And I was like, he saw Dexter Loomis. You showed it on camera. It just meant that when Miz took a few steps back, he did walk right into the hurt lock and he tapped instantly, which I always do enjoy. I just think one of two things needs to happen. Or should I say these two things need to happen. Bobby Lashley needs a proper feud. And if you are going to take him on, it should just be for the championship. This wasn't bad or anything like that. I just thought it could have been so much better. And look, I like all this Dexter stuff, especially what they did later on. But still, we are graving raw on a curve again now because it's been so good recently. Getting down. We then just did have the best backstage segment with Kurt Angle though because they repeated that little thing they did back in the Attitude Era where Edge was giving Kurt cards going oh man aren't we such good friends but on the reverse of said card it had insults towards Kurt Angle. They did it in like 1999 and of course back then and now it was a riff of Wayne's World and I love that movie. All of this was stupendous. As soon as Edge was gone Ray went to talk to the Mysterios who were like yeah, you better Check the back of that sign, Kurt, and Angle got all mad and he stormed off. And that dude will always take the mick out of himself, which is another reason why he's a hero. And then Ray turned to his boy and was all like, oh, at Clush at the castle. I'm teaming with Edge because he's got experience and you're just a child. But listen to me, my son. I need you in my corner, will you be there? And Don was like. Alright, yeah, cool. So I am kind of surprised that it is going to be a straight up tag team match and Beth and Rhea aren't getting involved in there, but I don't mind because this was just once again a massive wink wink nudge nudge that we are going to get to that premium live event. Dominic will turn on his dad and join the Judgment Day. And what we should do is Dominic should then cut a promo going, Oh, you never gave me the Rey Mysterio name, you never gave me the mask, which is what happened to Rey. And then Judgment Day gives him his own mask, it's all dark and cool and eerie. That's what I want to happen, will it? Probably not. We then learned that come Friday, Roman Reigns is going to be celebrating two years as Universal Champion, which is absolutely crazy. And it was good that we were brought this news because out came the Usos and out came Sami aid They were all excited for this accomplishment, especially Sami, because Roman has decreed he shall be the MC of proceedings. And you just knew that somebody was going to interrupt here. And fantastically, it was Kevin Owens. He has been saying that he wants a piece of the head of the table for a while now. And given that Zayn was in the ring, he had a very interesting question. Which side are you on? Because from his vantage point, here is one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the business. And teaming up with the bloodline when they obviously don't like you is making you look like a clown. Zayn did try to defend his tribal chief, but seriously, if this is not leading to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn getting back together to defeat the Usos to the tag team championships, then we are totally out of our mind. Especially because of what we did next. Because to try and get the point across, Sami was like, "No, these two do like me. Look at this cool handshake I've got with Jimmy, and that was genuinely funny." And then he turned to Jay, who glared at him like partners that had gone out for dinner, and Sami said the wrong thing, So Zayn was like, all right, look, I admit it, we working on it. All that does matter to Zayn is that Roman Reigns likes him, and I can just feel my heart breaks in a few weeks, he is going to get screwed over, like Ralph Wiggum, when Kevin was like, all right, look, I am out here to say something else, because I haven't forgotten what happened 18 months ago, because you damn Uso screwed me over, and if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be talking about two-year title man Roman Reigns, we'd be talking about me. Now, that is 100% true, but man, you took a year and a half to bring it up. Up, I think you may have missed the boat. He said the celebration should actually be a reminder to Jay Uso about how long his head has been up Roman's ass. I don't actually think that's physically possible. And because they had fallen out, they were going to have a match. But before we even get to that, this absolutely gets an up. I mean, everything we are doing here is damn near perfect. And it makes me want to tune in each and every single week. Get it up. and it's another up too, because it was Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso. These guys are just good up. I have no idea whether KO is meant to be a good guy or a bad guy either, because he's kind of treading the line at the moment, especially because even though he did have the momentum to begin with, eventually the Usos were casting distraction once again to their advantage. And they were able to beat him up. I mean, they threw him into Simba the Still Steps at one point, although Kevin Owens was able to come back with a Fisherman's Buster and a Swanton, but he only got a two. Owens was also going for the Stunner, so we have not forgot that, when we had one Superkick, two Superkick, three Supercook, four. And then after that, KO was also going for the Pop-Up Powerbomb. So basically, he's now a creative character on WWE 2K22. He's got all the moves. There was more planting of seeds, however, because at one point, Kevin was going to do something on the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring, where he locked eyes with Sammy like they were forsaken lovers, and that kind of made him forget what he was doing. The Usos then were back on top when they told him, "Sammy, go get a chair, go get a chair. We are going to smack Kevin Owens right in the head. But of course, Zayn wasn't able to do it. because This is his friend. This is his best pal. So, Roman Reigns is not going to be happy at all. And once again, I was freaking out because I was like, Sammy, no, no, no. And when Jay did turn back around after yelling at him, he got hit with the stunner. One, two, three. So, this is just being threaded apparently so damn well. And I've said it once, I'll say it twice. I am desperate to see where it's going to go. Mainly Dakota Kai and EOS Sky were then going, we're going to win at Clash of the Castle, and maybe they will, and maybe they won't. When we saw the Miz leaving the arena, and after saying bye to Champa and telling Kevin Patrick to get out of his face, he did drive away. And who was in the back of his car? Dexter flipping Loomis. Now this really did make me laugh because The Miz was all like, man, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here. But his match had ended like an hour earlier. So he must've had a shower, he must've got changed, maybe he had a chat with some of his buddies, and then was like, oh no, I need to get out of here. This was kind of cool though, although it does beg the question, what is Dexter planning to do to Miz? Because this looked like he was gonna kill him, Although you don't have to worry about the police because they won't care. And then Johnny Gargano was on Raw again and this still feels so utterly surreal. I convinced myself that he was going to AEW. I really like the way this was shot though because Johnny was being chatted to in the stands before Raw and after he had talked about Theory a little bit and said, oh man, it was good to see him because back in NXT, we did have a good thing going on. Theory did sit down and basically went, hey, Johnny, I hate you this then totally broke down because on gargano's side theory had never rang him in the nine months he had been away even though he had a kid although from theory's point of view he had never heard from john even though he won the united states championship and even though he had become mr money in the bank so it was another wait Theory, come here please, you do realize that one is a baby and the other two are inanimate objects. He also mentioned that Gargana is now on the main roster, so he's swimming with sharks. And I kind of feel like what we should do here, even though it is a difficult path to walk, is to have Johnny Gargano beat, I suppose, Austin Theory once again for the briefcase and actually turn him into a champion or make you think that's going to happen. Now, we have to make sure we have a good plan for Theory because, like I say, that can go wrong. But I just think that would make everyone feel warm and fuzzy in their tum-tums. And once again, the way that this was produced felt totally different to everything else on the show. That's the main reason I'm giving it up. You have got to respect the new WWE Ray James 2. Because I will hold my hands up and admit, I don't think the women's tag team tournament has been the greatest thing we've ever seen. But from point one to point end, Triple H has decided that we are going to care about it and we are going to treat it like it is massively important. Hence why the finals main evented Raw. And when you take those little steps, it translates from the TV and makes me go... Well, at least I know I should care. It was also Io Sky and Dakota Kai taking on Aliyah and Raquel Rodriguez. And I'm pretty sure I could have left my house and asked 100 wrestling fans, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? And nobody would have predicted the victor, because that's right. It was actually Ali. And Raquel however the big takeaway from this is that for the second time in consecutive matches Aaliyah was thrown into Simba the still steps and basically wasn't able to compete which meant Raquel was in a two-on-one situation so quite clearly we are trying to make her a star because she was able to hold her own even when Bailey was joining in with everybody else throughout this raw and casting distraction distraction now it didn't work as intended and this is when Alexa Bliss Oscar and Bianca Belair came out to chase her off but do remember at this point it had been Rodriguez against the world. and It didn't look like Alia was going to get back into it. Right after this, though, she was able to get back to her feet. She did the blind tag onto Raquel. Sky didn't notice. Hyde didn't notice. And after those two had beaten up Raquel Rodriguez for a little bit, Aliyah zoomed in there like she was some kind of crazy person. And she hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And she got the three. And at first, even the fans (laughs) didn't know what to make of it. They were kind of silent. Bianca, Oscar and Alexa were then back out there to celebrate with the brand new tag team champions. And here's the deal. One, you should always do things like this every now and then because it tells the audience, well, you may think You know who's going to win but are you 100 sure no but also too i think we have something with raquel so building her up like this makes all the sense in the world and you could actually turn her heel when she's all like Aaliyah, you did absolutely nothing here so i'm gonna punch you in the face and secret number three do you know what we can do now sasha banks and naomi can return and they can beat these two instantly which makes much more sense than doing that to Kyan's guy. So with that all in mind, I am going to give it an up. However, there is something else here that does need to be discussed because nearly every single match in the women's tag team title tournament did end with secret blind tag, most devastating move in all sports entertainment. I mean, it just runs its course after a while, and we had it so much. Now we do have a new silly sports entertainment finish, which is sneaky blind tag surprise roll up, and we have enough of those. We don't need any more. Sometimes, especially when you're winning a championship it should just be ha i hit the big move and i got the one two three so yeah in that sense it just felt a little bit anticlimactic it's getting it down and i will also admit that this RAW did not feel as hyped as the last couple which is kind of weird because we do have a paper premium live event at the weekend but i still enjoyed it and maybe more importantly than all every little thing made sense and that's good for my brain i go crazy every now and then give it, it up. Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week, we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts.